Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. I love it. I love the house of God. I love standing in the presence of God. Do you know the privilege it is just to do what we just did? Just to worship. The most powerful thing you will ever do in life is worship. And we all worship daily. Every single one of us worships something, but the, the most powerful thing you will ever do is worship the creator of the heavens and the earth. You worship the King of kings and Lord of lords. And, and it's a daily choice. And I'm going to be talking about this soon because we're in our Ephesians chapter. Who's enjoying working our way through the book of Ephesians? If you haven't been here, I want to encourage you to get the podcast. Peter Walsh, uh, you better be enjoying it. Uh, Pete's taken the last few weeks of leading us through the first three chapters of Ephesians and, and just bringing the word alive, bring some context and some history to the word. And I, I tell you, it's a great thing. Uh, this is in Ephesians, but in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, um, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I love this. All Scripture. From the start to the back, from Genesis to Revelation, every, every word, every... precept, every concept, every thought, it's, it's God-breathed, God-inspired, and it's useful. The Word of God is useful to, to your life. If you can consume anything, if you can over-consume, consume the Word of God. Fall in love with the Word of God. Fall in love with the Scriptures and, and let it become a part of you. Let it wash over you. Let it cleanse you because that's God's intention. The intention of the, of the Scriptures is not that just they're useful, but that would be equipped with knowledge and power that lead to good works. I love that, that leads somewhere, that where there's purpose attached, that you're not just healed for healing's sake, you're healed because there's purpose attached to the healing. There's something beyond the action of love that should propel us forward. I want to encourage us, let's be the church of action. Let's be the church that put hands and feet to the Word of God. Let's be those ones that go out to the highways, to the byways. That, and I just love that offering word. I thought that offering word was fantastic. Whatever you have in abundance, give it. Because it's been given in abundance, it will continue to flow in abundance. God won't withhold what He's already abundantly given you. If you keep pouring out, it will keep pouring in, and God will use that very thing, the giftings, the strengths, the passions, to bless other people. You were put on this planet to be a blessing. You were put on this planet to reflect the love of God to a hurt and broken world. People should see Jesus when they see you. They should close their eyes and go, I bet that's what Jesus is like. Hey, I'm not there yet, I'm, but, but let's just keep journeying towards that, hey? So all Scripture is God-breathed. So as we make our way through the book of Ephesians, and I'm going to have to motor here to get through, because I'm, I'm touching on chapters 4 and 5 today. Uh, uh, but it's, it's helpful, it's useful, it's good for you. When you don't know what to do, go to the Word of God. When you don't have wisdom in a certain situation, ask God. That's what it says in James. It says, anyone who lacks wisdom should ask of God who will give liberally and without reproach. But when you do ask, expect to receive because when you don't, you, you're not going to receive anyway. So let's just really recap for those that may not have been here. The first uh, three weeks or the first three chapters, two weeks, three chapters of Ephesians basically outline what God has done for us. So the first three chapters show us what God, what, what has God done for us? He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. He's chosen us as his holy people. He adopted us into his family. 
He redeemed us by his blood. So the work of the cross, total and complete. You are redeemed today because of the work of the cross. Uh, He's given us an eternal inheritance. uh, And he's graced us with the spirit of God. You have every single thing you need for life, for the calling God has placed upon you because of what God has done for us. And that's outlined. And I I just love that. That's the good news, right? You are very quiet this morning. I, I need a little bit of black, I need a little bit of feedback, I need a little bit of, come on Christian, sit down white man, you're looking too skinny, whatever you want to say, I just need something this morning, so just, just pull it out of me, alright, yeah, actually, I've, do you like my flamingo shirt? Again, three of you, my gosh, I like my flamingo shirt, I, I showed Haley my flamingo shirt and she said, well, you, ha- you hardly have a leg to stand on. <laughs> anyway, so we've... we've The first three chapters are what God has done for us. And in chapters four to six, um, the Apostle Paul gives us instructions on how we can therefore live for Christ. Something has been done for us. A price was paid. We've, We've been blessed. We've had an outpouring towards us, but there should be reciprocation. And I love all through the word where it says, therefore, something's happened, therefore, you know, you know, where it says in, in Hebrews, it says, therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, because there's saints that have gone before us, let's cast off old ways of living and sin and fear and anxiety and let's move forward in God. Let, let's run the race that we're called to. Therefore, well, here it's, it's kind of a therefore moment. God's done all of this for you. And it's important that we acknowledge what God has done for us. God has done so much for you, you should now live different to how you lived before. Our lives should look markedly different to how we were before we were in Christ. When we were in darkness, we lived a certain way. Now that I'm in light, I should live another way. I want to encourage you, let the the natural course of change and transformation take place in your life. Just remove whatever blockages or obstacles stop you being who God created you to be. He doesn't expect you to be it overnight, but God wants you to journey in His grace and mercy to become who He created you to be. Amen? This is chapters 4 and 6. We're called to live differently. And, and, and in chapters 4 to 6, there's kind of four calls to action. I'm going to touch on these this morning. And I'm going to let them know, for those that are taking notes, the first call to action is, is to walk in unity. God wants us as a church, as, a, as a, a community of faith, as a people to walk in unity. The second thing is to walk in purity. Again, we, we used to live a certain way, but now that I'm in Christ and I am a new creation, I live different. Uh, to walk in harmony is the third one. And the fourth one is to walk in victory. Uh, we're going to touch on this next week, but you were created for victory. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory is imprinted on your DNA. It's been hardwired into who you are. And life and society tries to break us down and, and say that you're not. You're a victim. You're the, you are victorious in life. You, you can rise in victory as you wait on God, as you wait in God. God wants to carry you. And it's his strength that says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. So it's not your strength, it's his strength. But I want to encourage you, every single one of you is a victor. Every one of you can live victorious despite your circumstances. The storms may come, the challenges, the accusations. You can walk through with your head held high because God is for you and not against you. Amen? Amen. Okay, so here we go. I better get into Ephesians. (sighs) Peter's the teacher, I'm the preacher you preach very well but if, if I have to tap out at any point he's going to jump up and take my notes and uh but I think we're going to do all right hey so like 
everything in life is a choice. Every single day, every single one of us makes choices about every and all areas of our life. That's what it is. So in chapter 4, what we're seeing is Paul is saying, let's make these decisions based on the fact of who you are now in Christ, not who you used to be. You don't have to live according to old worldviews, old mindsets, out of what you've experienced and what you've walked through. Let's make the decisions that we make today based on a changed, transformed person because you're a new creation. So the first encouragement is to walk in unity. In, in, in chapter 4, starting in verse 1, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of your calling. Every single one of you are called. With which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness and long-suffering, bearing with one another, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body, one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope, one calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of all, who is above all th in, and through all and in all, but to each one grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. I love this. The call of God has been placed upon your life, and it's a noble call, and it's a worthy call, and God says, will you live up to the call that I have placed upon your life? I have set a standard above your world that is higher than you've ever known, and I am calling you to live at a higher standard. I want you to live. We, we are the called out ones, the separate ones. When we are in Christ, we need to look different than the world. We need to sound different, smell different, speak different, act different. And what it's saying here is it's, it's a worthy call. It's a noble call. I, I, therefore, because God has done this for you, I ask you to rise. I want to encourage you to, let's just rise. Let's just rise in faith. Let's just rise in unity. Let's rise in purity. Let's, let's rise in righteousness. Because the Bible says we're made righteous by our faith in Christ. So again, it's in Him. It's leaning into Him. And I want to encourage you that we can all lean in further. We can all press in more. We can all be more reliant on God. We can lay down mindsets, agendas, desires, wants, and say, God, your will, your way, not mine. And that's what this is talking about this morning. And what we see here through Paul is that there, there is a way to, to live worthy of the call and to walk worthy of the call. And the first thing is, is through gentleness, being, being gentle of spirit. This is what Paul's saying in these scriptures is, is you know, and it says in Proverbs 15, 1, it says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Uh, I don't know about you, but this comes pretty easy to me. I can fire up pretty quick. Uh, it's probably something that's been handed down through the line, through the generations, and it doesn't take much to flip a switch. It takes more than it used to take, but, but, and, but then I can also flip it off quicker than I used to be able to not as well. But what I'm saying is, is, is I've got to put on gentleness. There are all things that we need to, again, choose to put on. And, and, and I, I, gotta, I have to choose not to put on certain things, but to put on gentleness. I, and and I'm, I'm trying to locate us here this morning. We all have our pressure point. We all have our, our point of flipping that switch pretty quick. But we can make an active choice because we're a new creation to not go there. Uh, the second thing is humility. You know, it says, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. God wants to exalt you in life. In, in, in who you are, in your personality, in your position. But we don't have to exalt ourselves. God wants to exalt you. Next thing's in patience. Again, work in progress. Uh, in grace, in love, and in unity. Uh, and I want to encourage us as a church, just as this word encourages us individually, is let's just keep journeying. 
Let's just keep reminding ourselves, okay, to walk worthy of the call that's been placed on my life. I need gentleness. I need humility. I need love. I need to express grace. I need to show mercy. I need to walk in unity with fellow believers. You know what? We're not all going to get on all the time. We're not all going to agree all the time, but we have more in common than, than disunity. So let's just find those points of commonality and say, you know what, there is a, there is a greater call that lives beyond my, my thoughts, my mindsets, my attitudes, my emotions. I'm going to walk in unity. Amen? As we continue on through verses 8 to 16, um, it says, uh, Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. He gave gifts to men. How good is that? God gave every single one of us a gift. Our prayer is that those gifts would surface in your life, that you would realize that you would understand, is it hospitality? Is it prayer? Is it generosity? Is it, what, what is it that God has placed uniquely on the inside of me? And Paul's saying, let it surface. Don't, don't push it down. Don't hold it back. Let it surface so that God can be glorified through it. Again, God is most glorified through a life fully lived. When we fully live, where we're, that's what it says. The devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. An abundant life is not measured by my possessions. An abundant life is, is how I express myself to the full nature of how I was created. So I want to encourage you. You've got gifts on the inside of you. Now this, he ascended. What does it mean? But he also first descended to the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended um, far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some to prophets, some to evangelists, some to pastors, some to teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. God doesn't want his kids ignorant, wandering around aimlessly through life. God doesn't want you scratching around in the dark, trying to make a way, bumping into things, not knowing what to do. God sent gifts to the church. He sent appointments to the church for us, for you. And, and what I love here is he says, why did he send apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers? Why, why did God do that? Why, did, why is there the appointment of these people? For the equipping of saints for the work of the ministry. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, are, they, they exist and should do their job so that you can do the work of the ministry. We are all ministers called of God to go and bring life and love and hope and future to our communities. You are the ministers. I've got a title of minister. You are the ministers. You are the ones that as you sit under the word, as you, as you glean from the word, you listen to podcasts, you look at movies, you, you, you read the word, you, you devour for yourself from the spirit of God, the heartbeat of God for humanity. You are the ones that can go out and change the world and change the Andy Steele Smith has left Australia to go to America, to go to England, to now be in South Africa at 52 years of age. Probably never thought that as a 15-year-old, but God had a call and a plan and a purpose. And I think you were saying to me yesterday, over 4,000 people have given their life to Christ in a three-year period, there's 52,000 people in a community that will come to them for help when there's destitution, when there's death, when there's other things, because the minister of God, who's never had a title of minister, uh, is out there ministering and loving on people. We can do it. We can be the change. We can make the difference. Come on, let's put our hands together this morning. So God's desire through sound doctrine and theology and just great teaching and community is that we would grow, develop, and mature. 
I want to encourage you. I never want you to settle. I never want you to sit. I never want you to stop learning. I, I, want, I want your mind expanded. I want you to allow space to be created in your world for God to pour more wisdom and revelation into your life so that you see what you haven't seen and you, you have an impetus and a, and a power on the inside to go and do what you haven't done. The church is just beginning. The church and its impact and its effectiveness in this region is only just beginning. There's so much more for us to do. There's so much more God's calling us to, but he's equipped us and empowered us for that which he's calling us to. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, so the second thing, that's the first thing, to walk in unity. And can I encourage you, if you've got a grievance with anyone, if you've got, just let it go. Just forgive. Just extend grace. Just be merciful. Uh, if, if you can't shake it and you can't get rid of it, go and speak to that person in a civilized manner and go, you know what? We probably don't think the same things, but it's okay. Let's agree to disagree. Let's walk in unity because there's something greater than our, you know what I mean? Because I hear things all the time of people that have got this against that person, they hold this against it. Just let it go. I, I want to be free in life. I don't want to hold anything against anybody. If you've ever done anything to me, you're forgiven. If I've done, it, done anything against you, I ask forgiveness. I just want to walk light and free. I want to be able to put my head on the pillow and sleep well at night. I want to wake up in the morning and say, God is good. There's a new adventure to be had. Let's just move forward into the day. Amen? Yeah. The second thing is a, a call to walk in purity. And there is no chance in the world, I've just seen the time, we're getting through this. We're going to make a red hot crack at it. But to walk in purity... In, 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 chat, in verse 17 to 32, it says, I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance, ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to the lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not learned, so learned this through Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him and the truth of Jesus uh, is in Jesus, then put off. This is, this is the main point of this. We're called to live in purity. We're called to put off our old man, our old nature, our old ways. You don't have to let who you were dictate who you will be. You can put it off. And then you can put on the new man in Christ. It says, put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the de deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Have you ever gone, I, I don't like myself, I don't like the way I act, I don't like what I've done in my past? It, it, it's, it's actually okay. We're born of corrupted seed. We're born with a, a fallen nature. But God in His goodness says, I've, I've created a way. I've made a way that you can step into a new day. Uh, the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, I remember not the former things. I've washed you. I've made you as white as snow. Uh, you may replay through your mind what happened when you were 17, 19, 21, 24, but God doesn't. It, it, it's gone. It, it's just, just draw a line in that sense that I am a new creation in Christ Jesus, created for good works. God wants to use me to touch and transform society. When we start seeing ourselves like that, we, we go to action. I don't know about you. When I tell myself I can't, I don't. Henry Ford said, whether you think that you can or think that you can't, you're right. But when I think that I can, and when I think that I should, and when I think that I have a right to, I do. And nothing will stop me doing it. I want to encourage you, in abundance, giftings have been put in your life. Reset your mind. Put off the old man. Walk and step into the new man and step into the new day that God has for you. All things are possible to those who believe. All things. All things. 
and you know what, I just, I feel like shaking is because I feel like shaking myself going, Christian, come on, step it up. Let's go to another gear. Let's, 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 let's shake this tree and see what fruit drops because God is so good and he's already gone before us. He knows the end from the beginning. He already knows what's going to happen. You see, we think we have plans and purposes, but God's going, just put off the old man so you can step into the new man that I've created and you'll be able to step into the new day that I created for the new man. So often we're in a new space, but in an old mindset. And God's going, don't, don't live there. Don't live in that place anymore. Your circumstances change. You're, you're in a good day living in a bad mindset. Why don't you just step out of a bad mindset into a new day and you will see what I've actually created for you. It's like scales drop from our eyes and we see clearly what God has created for us. So what's Paul saying here? You're not who you used to be. So don't imitate the world. You're not who you used to be, so don't try and be like you used to be. Don't take your lead from the world. You've been called, redeemed, adopted into the family, empowered to change. So just let go of the old man and accept the new nature. And, and you know what? It's easier to say than it is to do. Because the old man, I don't, you know, he doesn't stay dead for very long. He likes to, to, to rise back up. And we've got to keep putting him to death and say, that's not who I am. I don't talk that way. I don't act that way. I don't respond that way. This is my new nature. And it's not falsehood. It's stepping into righteousness that was created for us. Because that's what it says. And as I said before, the reality of our relationship is Christ is that our lives should just look different. You know, I, I'm, I caught up with uh, two mates hadn't seen for 25 years since I left school. And uh, I caught up with them maybe, maybe a month ago in Bar. And the amazing thing was, and Andy was talking about purpose before, that I, I try and just live on purpose. I just try and live according to the call of God for my life, which is then essentially living for other people. These guys are beautiful guys. They were, they were literally my best friends growing up. If I wasn't sleeping at their house, they were sleeping at our house. We did sport together. We went to the pub together. We went to the football. We did everything together but they haven't changed. They're still in old man living. And they live for themselves and they live to accumulate and they live. So the entire conversation between them was what they've got, what they've accumulated, how many houses, the Porsche that they drove, the whatever. They said, yeah, what about you? I said, oh, yeah, mate, I love life. And like they were kind of just really kind of subdued and withdrawn and I, life is fantastic. Never be, I said, I don't have the Porsche. I don't have the, I haven't done that. I haven't accumulated that. I haven't done it. I got people. I got passion. I got souls. I got life. And they say, but what do you do? So you run a church, but what do you, oh, I travel around. I see people healed. So what does that mean? Like it, they couldn't even comprehend. But I thought I wouldn't change for a moment what I have for what you have. I don't want for a second. God can add anything to my life. I don't, I want to be where I'm, where I am. And I want to encourage you, just step into, step into and let your life look different. You know, we're the light of the world. We're salt and light. Ephesians 5, starting in verse 1, and I'm going fast, so I apologize. Peter's a better teacher than me. I'll get him to give me some mentoring. Poor of the abundance of his. Therefore, be imitators of God, dear children. Don't take your lead from the world. Be imitators of God and walk in love. As Christ also loved us and has given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named among you as is fitting for the saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talk nor coursing gesture, jester, jesting, um, 
which are not fitting, but, but rather in giving thanks. For you know this, that no fornicator, unclean person, covetous man, idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. I love this. Walk in love. Because you've been changed, because you're not who you used to be, walk in love. And for some people, this comes easily. For some people, this is a, real, this is a, a hard thing. I want to encourage you. The Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it flows the wellspring of life. Ask God to soften your heart. If you've got a hard heart, ask God to soften your heart. Ask God to protect your heart. Ask God to, to work in your heart so that you can love as he wants you to love. Uh, because that's what is going to change a, a nation. That's what's going to change a, a, a city that we're called to. And we're called to change our city. We're called to an area to bring transformation and life. And, and you know what? Purity comes from taking our lead from God, not the world. That's right. But then we have to do certain things. And love looks like certain things. It looks like action. Like Andy said, just like doing something. As we're talking, every, he goes, yeah, man, every single day I've got like 20 people that turn up to my house for food or clothing. Uh, we go out into the townships and, and where we thought we were going to start a church, what we do is we actually just, we've taken food out into the community. And what started with 10 people became 50 people, became 400 people. Now it's almost too many, but we just take food out to the community. But uh, after a while of, you know, we were talking with our leaders before, Andy said, you know, go out there and lead people uh, and don't say anything. Just let your actions speak far louder than your words. And, and for us to live uh, as the new man in purity for Christ, it means that we've got to actually do something. And I want to encourage you, do something. What, what could you do this week for somebody else that costs you and gains you nothing? What could you do just to express and display love in your community? Because people don't want to know Jesus loves them. People want to experience Jesus' love. And the way we, people experience Jesus' love is through Jesus' representatives. The Bible calls us ambassadors. We are authorized. We have the full empowerment of the king upon our lives to be representatives of Jesus Christ in the earth today. Uh, you know, love gives. Love sacrifices. Love puts others' needs before their own. Love forgives. Love's gracious. This week, I want to encourage you. Be all these things to whoever you meet to the most painful of people, to the most annoying of people, to those that you've held a grudge against, be these things and see transformation take place and you'll never have to even preach a scripture. I guarantee you. Because they go, what's, what's the deal? What's changed? What's happening? And you'll be able to say, you know what? I just, I just God, God touched me. So you're still not preaching at it. Tell them of what God has done in you. And they go, I need that. Because they're hurting as bad as you're, you were hurting. They're in as much pain. They're as much trouble, as much strife as you were. And here the Apostle Paul's just instructing us, if you, if you want to live worthy of the call, just do this. Amen? Third thing is walk as children of the light. It says in verse 7, Therefore do not be partakers with the world, uh, for you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out uh, what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. I don't know about you, but the fruitful works of darkness are alluring and enticing and temporarily make you feel good. And, it's the, the, and, and the flesh wants it. And the flesh would look, look for it and desire it. But he's saying, don't, don't go after the things of the world. Go after true righteousness. Go after the things of the light. God wants to fill you. We, we are vessels created to house the glory of God. And we either will or we won't. 
We'll either house the desires of the flesh and the works of the world and darkness, or we will create space for the light of God to fill us and permeate from us. Uh, and I want to encourage us. You are a, a world shaker. You're a history maker. You can see transformation happen simply by pressing back on darkness and receiving the light of Christ and, the, and this Holy Spirit into your world. Um, 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in, in faith, knowing that the same suffering experienced by your brotherhood in the world. We have to stand fast. We have to stand fast in our faith. I'm never going to tell you that faith in Christ is easy. I'm never going to tell you that it's an easy walk. It's a perfect walk. You were in, in, in trouble and strife and turmoil, and now you've just stepped out of that into perfection. That's not life in Christ. Life in, you probably have more struggles, more challenges, more, more decisions to make that are, that are progressive and, and you know, for your faith in God. But I want to encourage you, you're up to the task. You're strong enough. He's, he's, he's placed his spirit on the inside of you. You've got the same spirit, the Bible says, uh, on the inside of you, working for you that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. So, so nothing's insurmountable. No, we can, there's nothing that we can't get through or can't get beyond, but we do have to stand fast. We do have to take a stand. And I want to encourage you, take a stand in your faith. Know who you are. And that's what the Apostle Paul's saying here. Know who you are. Do you know who you are this morning? Because you are stronger than you think you are. You are wiser than you think you are. You have more on the inside of you than you think you have to, to give and be. Let's just be those things in our commu community. Next thing is to walk wise. Um, in Ephesians 5 verse 15, it says, See then that you work, walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Does anybody in the room know a fool? Okay, no, yeah, a few of us, I'm sure. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. There is a will of God for your life, for us as a community, for the community as a large. But we need to know the times and the seasons. The only way we know the times and the seasons is to get into the Word and have God reveal it to us. Um, therefore, do not be a bit unsafe. Um, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one I'm going to finish on this in a minute. Speaking to each other in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father. What I love about this is, again, create space. Be someone that welcomes the Holy Spirit. If, if you want to acknowledge what God has done for you and you want to do something with, with the gifts that have been placed in your life, create space for the Holy Spirit because what the mind doesn't understand, the Spirit can comprehend. So, so the call of God will never be understood with the, the natural mind, but God wants to reveal by His Spirit to your spirit what He's calling you to. Uh, and as I mentioned before, I'm sure Andy didn't think when he was a 15-year-old boy that he'd be impacting thousands of people in Africa. He was thinking about being a businessman, making millions of dollars, and building an empire and a kingdom. But God has other plans. But what the head understands or doesn't understand, the, the, the spirit of a man can comprehend. And I just love this, giving thanks always. Can I encourage us as a church, as a people, as individuals, let's always be thankful. Let's hold gratitude in our heart. Let's be those that see the good. We're, we, we look optimistically at what we're walking through and what the future holds because that's God's desire. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5.16. 
God is good. He's for us. He's with us. And he's revealing his will and his good nature through his word. Amen. Come on, let me pray for us this morning. I didn't get through all of it, but we'll, uh, we'll tackle the rest of it next week. The word of God is good for you. It, 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 it's, it's useful for teaching, for building up, for edifying. If I can encourage any of us, it's to get in the word of God and then to edify our brothers and sisters through the word. Not necessarily what we speak, but by what we do. Let me just pray for you this morning. Father, I just thank you for everybody sitting before me. God, I thank you for their open-heartedness, for their desire to grow, develop, and mature in you. I pray right now for the wisdom of heaven, the revelation of heaven, the, the revelation of the Word of God to come and drop upon their hearts. God, I just pray this morning that every person in this room would see themselves as you do. Holy, righteous, called, empowered, a minister of Christ, born to see lives transformed. In the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said, I tell you what, I don't know if we'll do a song. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, not, I'm really not feeling well today. Sorry, Scotty. What are we going to do? I'd like to pray just quickly. Will we close our eyes one more time? If there's any person here never asked Jesus into your life, like truly and fully asked Jesus into your life to be your Lord and Savior. It's the greatest decision I ever made 25 years ago, greatest decision by far. I would like to ask you just to simply raise your hand. I'm not going to call people forward this morning. We're just going to pray a prayer together. But if you've never asked Jesus into your life to be your Lord and Savior, and you just want to know a peace that you haven't known, you want to see like you haven't seen, you want relationship with the creator of the heaven the earth would you just lift your hand just briefly just lift your hand say christian pray with me this morning now i'm going to get us all to to pray this prayer together but if that's you you, you were close to christ and life's happened you've walked through some challenges some struggles some storms some high moments that have pulled you away from close intimate relationship with him and you want to come back this morning would you lift your hand also nobody's looking around everybody's eyes closed. would you just lift your hand say christian pray with me this morning I want to come back. I want to get closer to Christ. I, I want to hear the voice of God again clearly. I want to know the will of God in my soul this morning. Awesome. Let's just say this all together. Father, I give you my life. Thank you for the sacrifice of your son. I accept salvation. I accept your lordship in my life. Have your way, Lord God. Fill me afresh with your spirit. Lead me and guide me. Use me, Lord God, as a weapon in your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Amen. Come on, why don't we stand to our feet? Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.